I'm Charles Morris, and I want to wish you an early Happy New Year. And I also want to welcome you to the Great Stories podcast. Today, we're going to an interview that I did with British actor David Suchet. You may recognize his name. He was Inspector Hercule Poirot, if you followed the Agatha Christie TV series, or as the voice that narrated the Jesus Storybook Bible, written by Sally Lloyd-Jones. He also hosted a documentary that I enjoyed this year called In the Footsteps of Paul. Interestingly, as an actor who encountered Jesus later in life, he hoped to one day portray the Apostle Paul in a movie or a play. Instead, he traveled with a BBC camera crew and walked in the footsteps of Paul. And so on this episode, I want you to hear David Suchet's fascinating testimony in his own words. He had never shared publicly his faith, which was only a few years old when we had this interview. I hope it will be as much of a blessing to you as it was to me. And a quick reminder, The Great Stories podcast releases new episodes every Wednesday. So may I ask you to hit the subscribe button or sign up for our newsletter at haventoday.org so you don't miss a single episode. I also want to encourage you to rate the podcast and leave us a review. This goes a long way in helping us reach others with the great story that's all about Jesus. From London, let me welcome British actor David Suchet. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hey, it's it's good to have you on. David, you are an actor, but we're having you on because you have read aloud on CDs now the Jesus Storybook Bible. Yes, I did. And, and it was... Um... It was a, a, a very interesting and exciting day. We started at about um, 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning, and we finished at about uh, 6.30, 7 o'clock at night, and we did the whole thing in one complete recording day. So that that was uh, quite, quite something. And Sally uh, actually came to London and was uh, present throughout the whole day. My feeling about the storybook Bible, the Jesus storybook Bible, is uh, when, I, when it was first sent to me to, to consider reading, is that she has written the story, of, of the, the Bible, if you like, the story of the Bible, the whole Bible, which includes the, from creation right, right the way through to Revelation, and has introduced Jesus from the word go right to the very end. And, and that excited me because... One of the things that when when I started reading the Bible, when I started reading the New Testament and Jesus, he, he met two disciples on the road to, to Emmaus and said, and he taught them all about the, the, the scriptures, about how he was in all of them. And what Sally has done wonderfully is introduce Jesus right from the beginning, right from creation, right through to the end. And it was a very exciting thing to read. And I thought the style of, of, of her writing also is not just children it is really going to span the the whole age range if you like and it was something i really wanted to do and i felt motivated to do it and as a christian i prayed before doing it and uh, it was very clear that this is something i should do you said you prayed before you accepted this assignment i'm looking at your your profile here that your public relations firm sent to us and my goodness uh, you've got quite the acting career but you said a moment ago you were a christian yes yes 
tell us a little bit about about your faith in Christ Jesus. I had a conversion experience at the age of 40, and that was in uh, uh, 1986. And I, it's a very, very long story, the conversion. And, 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 and as, as everybody knows, conversions don't have a very clean beginning and they don't have a very mm. clean end. They have, you, you, <laughs> it's very, it can be, and in my case was, very confusing. And for, if I was to write a book about my faith, I think uh, a lot of your listeners would, would, would sort of sympathize with this. I was dragged kicking and screaming because mm. at, at 40 years of age, <laughs> you're not quite sure why you've been hit over the head in the way you have been hit over the head. But I have to say that God would not let me go. And I, and I often feel yeah. that um, my faith was rather like Jacob wrestling. I've ended up with a few bruises and a few dislocated hips, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm still there. And um, he, he, he has blessed me and, and loved me. And I feel very, very cherished by him. And I'm, it's, I would say that as an actor, and as a person, the most important thing in my life is my faith. And it must have been uh, just a, a monumental time when you finally realized that Jesus Christ would become your Savior. And, and in fact, you, you are Jewish by birth, aren't you? Yes, and uh, for that I, I also thank God, because uh, as soon as I realized Jesus was a Jew, I felt more at home than ever before. Yes. Very, very often we in the West think of Christianity as a Western religion. It's not. The Jewish faith is a Middle East religion, and uh, of course, uh, in, certainly in, um, in England, St. Augustine came over uh, and, uh, and we, be we became Christian uh, from, from pagans, but it is, a, it is an Eastern religion. It is an offshoot of uh, Judaism, which is a Judeo-Christian uh, faith. And I'm very pleased that my whole background is rooted in Judaism. In fact, my, my great-great-grandfather on my father's side was, in fact, um, a shocker, a Jewish butcher mm -hmm. in, in Lithuania. Oh, I see. So your your background was was Lithuanian Jewish, then. Lithuanian yes. Jewish uh, and and Christian English, and and that's where seeming confusion arises because my my the Jewish background that I have finished um, when my grandfather married a Christian woman, and as mm. we all know, the Jewish faith is handed down through the the the, the line the of mother. The, the mother, and yes. and and therefore. I was never accepted in synagogue or anywhere like that. Um, I went to a Church of England school and was brought up as, uh, well, I was actually brought up as nothing, uh, right, nothing at right. all. Uh, as most Jews would be, yes. Yeah, and I have always felt, in my, in, as far as my roots are concerned, very, very Jewish. And I remember my first visit to Israel as an actor. I went with the Royal Shakespeare mm -hmm. Theatre Company and I did some performances. In, in Israel, in Jerusalem, and I really was so thrilled to be there because of my, my Jewish roots, my Jewish background. Mm. Well, one more acting question. It must have been difficult for you a couple of years ago to just publicly stand up and profess your faith in Christ before others, humans. You had already done so with Christ, of course. But looking back over your career, uh, you haven't just played Hercule Poirot, the Agatha Christie uh, detective, Belgian detective. As you look back 
Do you have any regrets on roles you took, or or uh, would you have done your career a little differently? Um, rather than say what regrets I may have had, I think had I not been a Christian, my career may have been very different. And I, th- I think that being a Christian has made me think about parts I play, even though many times in my life, even to this very moment, I'm asked to play terrorists. I've been a terrorist in a film, mm-hmm. uh, yes, like, an execu- like an executive decision, and I've played murderers uh, and so forth. And, and certain Christian groups of people have written to me saying, how, as a Christian, can you play these roles? And I think I have had to search very, very deeply within myself and also get on those knees of mine and have a real long prayer and conversation with God about myself and where, where I am. And it's very clear biblically that where you are found, very often, most often, that is where God wants you to be. I, I, I think that is a bi- biblical truth anyway, mm-hmm. unless there is a clear direction for you to change, which I never had. I never had any form of change. And I think that very often doing roles that within the compass of, of, of the casting of, of me as a character outside of Hercule Poirot, yes, mm-hmm. I do fall into, to, if you like, um, the more... <laughs> simplistically the baddies uh, 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 rather than the goodies. I'm dark, I'm heavy-browed, I have a deep voice, I'm short, I'm stocky. I'm certainly not, I'm certainly not going to play priests for the rest of my life. However, right. I must say this, that all my life I do relate to and would love to have played, although I think I'm a little bit too old now, but I am still studying him because, and I'm looking at my bookshelf now, and I can, I can count 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 26 books on St. Paul. Mm. <laughs> um, he absolutely fascinates me, and as an actor, I would have loved to play Paul. In fact, there was a script that I commissioned to be written, but it was never taken up by by the television companies. Um, I am definitely not given, as a Christian actor, I am not given to play saints. That that was clear from the (laughs) get-go. Well, on the stage or on the screen, somebody has to be the bad guy because that's the way stories unfold. Well, one of the, one of the great difficulties, the diff- most difficult role I've ever had to accept as an actor, and this was over many, many, many days and, and even weeks of prayer, was to appear in a play which I finally agreed to appear in called Man and Boy by Terence Rattigan, where the father actually pimps his own son, which is the most horrific thing a father could ever do. And I I had turned this role down more than four times in my career. And this extraordinary thing was that when I played it on tour and in the West End, the letters I got, having played a, a part that is totally on the surface irredeemable, was that people wrote to me saying how sad they were when they watched the play that I made them cry because here was a man 
incapable of finding true love. And because he was so alien to anything good, it produced in the audience a desire for good. Mm. It's extraordinary. What how, an interesting way to look at it. Yes. Well, I, I look at it now in retrospect uh, very often because I did agonize before taking that role. And, you know, answers to prayer, there is always an answer. And when mm. I did yes, pray, finally, I was, it was very clear. I should play that role. It's very mm. interesting. Very, mm. very interesting. I want to ask you about a couple of these stories, but one one last spiritual question. And we ask this of guests that we have. Uh, we're based here in Los Angeles, Hollywood. We always ask a guest on the program who's a believer in Christ, what does Jesus mean to you today? And uh, I know it's been a number of years since you met him as Lord and Savior. You publicly professed him a couple of years ago in, in the Church of England. What does Jesus mean to you, David Suchet? My best friend. Mm. And as an actor, that's a wonderful thing to have. Mm. A wonderful person to, to have by your side day and night. My very, very best friend. And sometimes in the back of my mind, even while I'm performing, I know he's with me. I know he's holding my hand. Mm. Thank you. Couple of stories. Let's talk about a couple of these stories that you've read. Let's go to the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible. There is one called the Good Shepherd, David the Shepherd King, and it's out of Psalm 51 and 2 Samuel, and, and then Sally Lloyd-Jones paraphrased the 23rd Psalm. Coming from a Jewish heritage, not perhaps active in Jewish faith, but a Jewish heritage and proud of that, did this have a special meaning to you? David, in, in, in the Old Testament, um, is one of the most fascinating characters that I have ever come across. Here is a boy that God uses as a boy and continues to use as a, as a teenager, as a man, right into his dotage, into his, into his 70s as the king, the whole of Israel. And in fact, I'm rereading his story now in, in Samuel 1 and 2. That's part of my Bible study at the moment. David was, in many senses, uh, from the word go, the most unlikely of people to have ever become king of um, Israel. He, uh, he was the smallest, the youngest of his family, uh, and, and Samuel was guided uh, and told that this would be the future king. Saul became king. Even Jonathan, Saul's son, and who was beloved of David and, uh, and vice versa, even he, as the natural heir, we read in the Bible, said to David, I know you will be king. He never fought that, although, in, in fact, Jonathan should have been the heir if he'd have lived. Mm -hmm. It's an extraordinary story uh, of a young uh, shepherd becoming king and, and pointing the way. And, and as David, the, of course, the Psalms are written by, by many others apart from mm -hmm. David, but, but David actually wrote uh, so many of them. What David shows us in those Psalms is a continual, continual communication.
communication with God. And while David um, was, was, was escaping from Saul and, and after, when David went to fight the Philistines, we find David asking God very direct questions and getting answers. Uh, and this relationship with God, therefore, was so strong that he could write, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall mm. not want. And he uh, prophetically points to the good shepherd who became, obviously, Jesus Christ. Um, and then, as we do know, David sinned greatly. He was punished by God, but then still used by God. And a wonderful example how God uses the most unlikely people for his purpose and the mm. greatest king of Israel that has ever, ever been was uh, a, a murderer and an adulterer. We say amen to that. I'd like to ask you, in the New Testament portion, the servant king, and it's the Last Supper, Passover. Well, Sally, Sally writes that part, uh, the, the, the story of the Last Supper, so intimately and so emotionally. She is the most incredible author. It was such a privilege to read her words, and uh, I know God will use this Jesus Storybook Bible for for all all of uh, his his um, his children. The the Last Supper, I think, is is one of the most revolutionary actions that Jesus ever ever carried out, and uh, and I'd like to to just share with with you all. Yeah how when I read that, um, it, things just flew off the page. And I was reminded of the fact that the Last Supper is, in fact, rooted in Judaism because it's the, the, the Passover, of course, where the, the, the angel passed over the, all the, um, the Israelite tribes when they put the blood of the Lamb on their doorposts and, uh, and saved their children while the, uh, the angel of death killed all the firstborn of the uh, Egyptians. And uh, the and uh, hence Exodus and the, the the great Exodus of the you know the the Israeli tribe, um, and it was a celebration to remind and and to pray to God in thanks for that blessing of of the escape of the Israelites from the Egyptians, and there is Jesus celebrating the Passover, and actually saying to his Jewish disciples, the wine which represents the blood and the bread that represents the unleavened bread that they were given to eat, the Jewish tribe was given to eat, the Israelis, uh, before leaving Egypt, uh, Jesus actually says, from this moment on, this wine is to remind you of my blood, and this mm. bread is to remind you of my body. And whenever you drink of the wine and eat of the bread, remember and think of me and that <laughs> it reminds mm. me of c.s lewis saying jesus was either mad bad or god um, <laughs> yes. to actually turn the passover meal into something so personal to say to his disciples this is going to change from this moment you will no longer remember the passover you will remember me. And mm. in so doing, he changed the whole nature of the Passover meal 
and we now celebrate it as the Eucharist. And we remember Christ, and it is our relinquishing. We come to the Eucharist to give ourselves to God and to receive from him. And it is the most extraordinary, extraordinary thing as Christians that we do um, on Sundays or whenever you do it uh, to, to receive the wine and, and the bread as symbols of the blood and body of, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because at that Last Supper, he turned the world upside down. Mm. Maybe in your next career, after Hercule Poirot, you should become a vicar and a minister of the gospel. <laughs> I, don't, I, I think, uh, I don't know about that, but, uh, but it, I, I do, I do study, study the Bible, uh, and because I'm a classicist, because I was so many years with the Royal Shakespeare Company, 15 years, I love language, I love words, I love Bible mm. study, and um, I, you I, love I, the I Lord. love it. I, I yes. love the Lord, yes. David Suchet, thank you so much for joining us from London. Thank you to you, Charles, for having me on, and thank you to everybody out there listening to me. Thank you all. Thank you for joining me on Great Stories with me, Charles Morris. I hope you were blessed by this time with the actor David Suchet recorded a number of years ago. To hear more interviews like this in the coming year, 2021, please remember to hit the subscribe button or visit us online at haventoday.org and you can sign up for the weekly series. And there you'll also find our daily radio program, the Anchor Devotional, our blog, and our online shop filled with Christ-honoring resources for your spiritual formation. Links are in the show notes. However you plan to stay connected, I hope you'll join us next time, where again we'll be sharing the great story together, It's All About Jesus, on Great Stories with Charles Morris.